a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, as we wrap up Flag Day today, I would give you a uh, heads up that at 3.08, uh, you want to listen to Jeff Kaplan's My Minute of News, as uh, he will give you a very different perspective uh, that you don't want to miss when it comes to the flag and George Washington in particular. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Uh, But I want to go to some lessons from the flag as we close out the show today. Uh, When we look at that, uh, 1777, uh, looking at the the flag, we need to remember that, you know, anciently flags were were used for something to gather under. They were something to look to, to rally around, uh, particularly on the battlefield. The flag was vital, both to the soldiers being led and the, the kingdom that was uh, they were trying to preserve. Everyone looked to the flag for inspiration, for confidence, for direction. And interestingly, the flag was usually the first object of attack in a battle by the opposing army. Because if the flag fell, confusion always followed. And ultimately, defeat would come. So the flag mattered. It was an important signal uh, to everyone. The American flag has likewise served as a symbol of freedom for liberty-seeking people to gather under. It's been a banner of inspiration and a hope for those struggling or oppressed to look to and a standard of principle for citizens to strive for. And I want to share a a lesson. Uh, Of all the time I have spent in our nation's capital, Uh, The one that I will never, ever forget uh, was on the evening uh, after the Las Vegas shooting. So it was, uh, of course, October 1st of 2017 was a a very dark day in America's history. A senseless act of violence in Las Vegas uh, clearly demonstrated evil continues to exist in the world and lives were cut down. uh, Opportunity ended. And I remember very distinctly on that occasion that the nation really was kind of in darkness for answers, uh, looking for how do you heal, how do you have hope or peace after that. And for me at that moment, the answer came in the flag. So I was in our nation's capital, and the evening after that tragic shooting in Las Vegas, uh, I was really heavy. It was one of those tough days to really think through what had happened and how senseless it all was. And so with that kind of heaviness, I I walked out of the United States Capitol and I started walking toward the Washington Monument. And I'm telling you, the image I could see gazing down the mall uh, was one I had never seen before and I've never seen since. Uh, The buildings and the monuments in front of me looking down the mall were all in complete darkness And the sky was just scorched in these ominous clouds, red with rage. Uh, And the visual of that, to me, just captured the gloom, the anger, the despair, the fear that held the country in what felt like a a physical, mental, and and spiritual war zone. And so I, I walked on and walked, and in a kind of miraculous way, 
as the the angry sky, it was so red and everything else was so dark. And as the sun continued to to set uh, and go all the way down, I, I found myself standing in the brilliant reflected light of the Washington Monument. And so miraculously, my walk had ended in a circle of American flags that go around the Washington Monument. And all of those flags were very humbly bowed to half-staff, which seemed to be, for me, it seemed like they were encircling the many that were weeping, that were mourning, that were suffering. Uh, The flags, in my view, appeared to recognize that pausing for a moment with head bowed in humility and honor would provide needed perspective and even inspiration for the nation to rise again. And it's true that the flag of the United States of America has always provided such perspective and inspiration as a powerful symbol of freedom. But because of the power the flag has, it's also been a flashpoint of protest. The very principles of hope and liberty the flag represents allows those who oppose it or who have grievances against government to regularly disrespect it. We know the flag's been burned and stomped on by angry crowds. It's been met with shouts, with silence, with backs turned by protesters. Equally irreverent, the flag has been used by very arrogant self-promoters who wrap themselves in the flag. Now, amazingly, all are free under this uniquely American banner to do as they wish in respect or disrespect, for that matter, to the flag. And as I often say, just because you can does not mean you should. And it should be noted that those who seek to sow the seeds of division and discord in America would like nothing more than to have the symbols of freedom, like the flag, like the national anthem, uh, that those be exiled from the public square. Because when the symbols of freedom that unite the people of the nation are somehow transformed into weapons of division, freedom begins to falter. And so I think we can all learn some just timely and critical lessons from the flag, particularly a flag that has been bowed to half-staff. Humility in recognizing the miracle that is this country, America, flaws in all, and our place in it. The lessons of awe and wonder in recognizing the power of liberty to unleash human potential. The view of honor rightly given to those who've fallen and those who continue to fight for freedom. Looking at the flag, for me, uh, always beckons our, our better angels as a nation. And the principles of freedom infused into the fiber of the stars and stripes and woven into its binding fabric, to me, really are the ties that bind us together as a free nation. And so again, the lessons of the flag uh, remind us that while evil will continue to exist in the world, it will not prevail. In the face of difficult or distressing days, individual Americans will always bow their heads and then rise in order to dismiss the darkness. That's what we do. And so as we think about uh, Flag Day here in 2022, I hope we all will reflect on our part in the cause of this country, that We must do what has always been done with flags, gather under, look to, 
rally around the flag and all it represents. And so as we look at those visual reminders, uh, that is the, the spark of liberty that ignites, and sometimes it's a very small flicker of hope, uh, but it is a flicker nonetheless. The flag really represents that. And ultimately, uh, when that flag is unfurled, the fan of and flame of freedom and unity for all Americans can be seen. And I think we have to look at the flag and recognize its place. Again, going all the way back to 1777, <clears throat> that's, a, that's a pretty nice tradition. And yes, <clears throat> the changes over the years as the states have been added uh, also represent our progress as a country. And yes, we still have flaws, problems, and all. But I hope that on a flag day, we'll all pause at least long enough to think about what it means to you, what it means to your family, and what it means to our community, what it means to our country. And really, if we think about the flag properly and rally around it, uh, then we'll all be able to do what we ought to all be able to do, and that is to sing and to say and to live the words from the national anthem and the star-spangled banner in triumph shall wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. That's something to think about on Flag Day. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that'll make a difference. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.